and welcome to Vibing with Vi with your host, Violet Mitzi. Now let's vibe. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Vibing with Vi. Today, we have a special guest. She grew up in Woodbridge, has a desire for travel, doesn't like people who think they're better than others. Give a warm welcome to Denise Febo. Hey, what's going on? (laughs) So today, our topic is going to be about long distance relationships. You and I both have experienced that and you currently are in one. So before we get into that, I thought we can start by talking about how we met. (laughs) Absolutely. So you actually were working at Jack Astor's in Vaughn for how long? Like a year, two years? I'd say honestly, roughly, like I was getting closer to three years at the time that I left. Dang, girl. And you started off as a hostess, right? And worked your way up. I did. I was hostessing, bossing, doing anything that I could to kind of be there and and work my way up. And then by the time that I rolled into Jack's, you are already at the highest, you know, at bartending, which is so cool. I admire you so much for that because I've always secretly wanted to learn how to bartend, but I'm too chicken shit. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah. As soon as I kind of walked in there at like the ripe old age of 18, I knew that that was where I wanted to be. And that was something that I wanted to like really learn and get into. And honestly, even to this day, like it was one of the most fun jobs I ever had. And I love bartending, you know, even now on my spare time, like for my family, for friends, my boyfriend, like I just love to do it. Did Jax ever give you like the, you know, creative freedom to be able to like create your own drinks? Or did you always have to stick to their menu? So Jax, I would say no. I mean, sometimes if like staff kind of sat up at the bar after work, I might, you know, concoct something, but I, but not really because it was kind of that more like corporate chain feel. But when I started working at, um, like when I moved up north and I started working at the golf course restaurant there, it was definitely a vibe where I got to make my own cocktail features and actually had a part in creating their menu that they have to this day. So, yeah. Awesome, like accomplishment. Like, I I think that that's very, very cool. I know you told me that there was like a signature drink that you created, right? There was. Yeah, there was a couple, actually. What was the drink that you created? You don't have to give out the recipe, but just give us like a little rundown. (laughs) So uh, when I first started working there, it was summer of 21. And we had a lot of the beauty about working there was we had a lot of fresh ingredients. So that was one thing that I loved is that I could like muddle fresh fruits and whatever. I remember thinking like, it is hot as hell outside. Like what would be so good right now? So one of the things that I came up with was a watermelon margarita. Oh my God. Um, uh, Then when we got towards fall, I kind of was thinking of kind of like fall appropriate cocktails. And we, me and the other bartender kind of tried to develop like a fall LTO kind of menu. So like pumpkin spice martini. Okay. How did I not know that you can make a pumpkin spice martini? Because um, next time I see you, we'll have to make one because it was pretty damn good. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, I feel like every get together that you and I've been at together, you're always like bartending, like even at Sierra's birthday, you're like behind the bar. People are like, can you make me a drink? And you're just like whipping out all these drinks. I loved it. Definitely something that I love to do and I'm happy to do for free at any party that anyone will have me at. So 
Well, I'm going to keep that in mind for my own <laughs> personal use. Did you ever get to do bar flare at Jack's? So I started to do flare just a little bit. Like even on my own, I would try to practice little things like flips and whatever. But then when it kind of really got time to get into the nitty gritty, I actually, like when they do their bar competition for charity, yeah. I was supposed to do it. And then I ended up cutting my hand open. So they, I wasn't allowed to do it because obviously it would have been like a liability if I would have hurt myself, if my stitches were to open. Oh, well, shit. I did get it to it a little bit and even when I was working at my more recent bar job like I did do a little bit here and there but nothing too crazy but you know what it's definitely something that even on my own terms like I would love to kind of get into it's just fun you can come to my house and practice any day just don't tell Steve when I said that absolutely Uh, put all the valuables away because uh, if I you know slip up <laughs> yeah I just end up breaking like our stove or something because it's glass yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so well we'll talk actually more about how we met and I'll never forget the day you probably maybe don't remember so much but it was one of my first orientation shifts and man oh man do I hate when a job gives you a book of activities that you have to do and not even just a book of activities but it's like Hey, you have to go ask random people that work here that you've never met questions about the menu and hope that they're nice enough to give you that information. Yeah, I, I remember those days. Yeah, I just remember being like, oh my God, like it's bad enough that I'm at a new job and I'm doing orientation, but now I have to go find somebody to like give me answers to all these drinks. Because of course, you know, some of the stuff was on the drink menu that I could write down and then other stuff I had to get up. So I remember I walked up to the bar and I was so intimidated um, because you have a really hard RBF. I hope I you do. don't. I very, do. very, very hard. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, dear God. I'm like, I don't want to ask this girl. And I'm just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Can you give me the answer? And you're actually like, it's crazy. And I'm sure other people have told you this, but it's crazy how quick your face changes. You know, like I know now that I know more about you that when you're just like really focused and you're like, you know, you got your head in the game, you have a hard RBF. But when you actually talk to people, whether it's a customer or a coworker, unless maybe it's somebody you don't really like, your whole demeanor changes very quickly and, and you're very friendly and you were super friendly to me and made me feel a little bit more at ease. And I was like, okay, maybe I won't quit this job uh, immediately after orientation. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I've definitely been known, I would say even stretching as far back as high school, I've been known to have the, like the hardcore RBF. But honestly, like, I kind of hate, like, I hate that about myself. Honestly, I consider myself super well, and I'm just trying to be everybody's bestie. And like, what I mean like I, I don't consider myself to be a bit when I give that off I hate that but that's just you're exactly right like spot on like when I'm kind of in the zone or I'm really focused or whatever it's kind of like a defense for me it's kind of like leave me alone I'm working or you know what I mean not leave me alone per se but you know what I mean like I'm just it's just game face that's all it really is you know what I would much rather have an RBF than like my concentration face which I don't think is a very <laughs> appealing face to see <laughs> I don't honestly, sometimes I'm like, oh dear God, like I must look like the ditziest, stupidest person ever sometimes Not when I'm at all. Like, heavy concentration or I like I'm gapping out and I'm just like in space and people are like, hello, are you in there? And I'm like, yeah, there's stuff going on in there. <laughs> I promise <laughs> the gear's over. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so funny. But I know we didn't really get a whole lot of opportunities actually to work together or at least kind of form a friendship when we were at work together because I had crappy hours because I was working only part time. So I I know that our relationship kind of developed further once I became a little bit closer with Sierra and, you know, a couple of the other girls from uh, from Jack's. (laughs) We'll leave unnamed. (laughs) No, no, it will. But you and I kind of connected a little bit further on that. And I'll never forget when we were out for dinner when we were sitting down and we were talking and it was probably one of the first opportunities that we got to talk where it wasn't at work and I just like felt like we instantly clicked I was like oh she's cool as shit I could hang with this girl all the time and I'm just so grateful that we had that opportunity as am I I think for me one of the reasons that I adored you like the first minute you opened your mouth to speak was that I really value in people and in friends someone who's just not judgmental and you know easy to get along with compassion and just very laid back. And that was the vibe I got from you immediately. I felt like it does not matter how obscene I act at this dinner. She is not (laughs) going to make me feel embarrassed to be myself. And that was something that I absolutely loved about you. And I still love about you is that you're just so compassionate. So like, like you're not, how do I explain this? I don't know. You're just, I've never gotten a feeling of like, oh yeah, this is my friend, but maybe I have to brush up what I'm going to say to her. And that's what I love about you so much that I can just be 100% myself. Thank you. And you always can be. I knew that like we were going to while out as soon as I, I forget what the order, the drink that we both ordered. Uh, yeah, I think it was Amaretto <laughs> Sour. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, it was an Amaretto was. Sour. <laughs> The second that you ordered that, I was like, oh, oh, wait, I, I want that too. I'm like, yeah. you're down with that? Oh, let's do shots now. And then we were doing shots. You and I were doing whiskey shots before dinner. Even yeah. I, I honestly, it felt like in that moment, I was like, I feel like I've known Violet for like five years. Like, you know what I mean? Even though realistically, that was probably the first opportunity we had. I know, but it, it was great. And, and I feel the same with you. I felt like you're really easygoing. And I'm glad that <laughs> even though we did, have a short stint at Jack's that we were able to form a friendship and that you also didn't judge me because I was very chaotic at Jack Astor's. I loved and hated that place. I loved it for some of the people that worked there and hate it for most of the people that did <laughs> because uh, I don't know. I, I felt like I was a little bit out of place and, and I don't think that it's my age per se because I used to think that it was. I think it was just my, I hate to say it, but my work ethic and just like drive and I'm always that type of person that regardless of if it's a part-time job or a full-time job, if I'm like a janitor or a cook or something, you know what I mean? I always give it my all. And I didn't really feel like that was the same with a lot of the other people that were working at the time, or maybe it was just because they were there for so long. And, and, you know, that place was a little bit of a shit show that they just didn't care. But I just always felt like I hustled and bustled and I pissed a lot of people off because I'm like, I'm not just going to stand here and do nothing. I don't care if it's dead or not. And that was appreciated by some, but not by all. For sure. And you know what else? I just think with any workplace or or most in my experience, when you're kind of the new blood, there's always that feeling of you're entering the lion's den. Like even my more recent bar job that I no longer work at, I remember when I was new, it was like majority of the staff there were even younger than I was. So, you know, it's not normally a situation where I would go in feeling intimidated because usually I'm more intimidated by like people older than me because I feel like I'm not going to have common ground or they might think of me as like just a kid. 
but I went in there and it, it, it was kind of the same vibe. Like I felt like I had entered the lion's den. Like everybody had been there since basically the joint had opened. Yeah. And I, you know, especially because I had basically moved from where I grew up and everybody I knew and loved, it was very, very overwhelming for me. And I often questioned if I fit that mold, you know what I mean? So I definitely get that feeling. I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. And, it, and I feel like it's hard too when you're new and like, if you're not full time or you're not working like every single day that that also exactly. kind of changes the culture as well because then if you're like me I was only there like once or twice a week so I wasn't hearing like the hot goss or I wasn't a part of like the get-togethers or anything like that so I always felt like a little bit misplaced and and thankfully you know there was uh, a, a few like key people that didn't really make me feel like that. And even people that I don't really like hang out with outside of working at Jack's, but there, there were some people that never really made me feel like that. And there was other people that I think unintentionally did, you know, kind of how things just like get clicky. And I don't think that it was anything directly against me, but I was like, yeah, it ain't it for me. <laughs> for sure. I think some people just naturally are reluctant to like add new people to their group, if you will, which is never something I've never understood. I've always been someone who's like, and you know what, you can look at this as a negative too, but I've always been someone who's like, the more the merrier. Like I, I always love to meet new people. And like, I always tried to like, you know, I feel like in the past when there was somebody who was new, I would be like, I would be the person to take an issue and be like, grab a seat at the bar after work. Let's have a drink. You know what I mean? Cause I want people to feel comfortable. And I, as much as I wouldn't want to feel like kind of excluded or on the outside, I wouldn't want anyone else to feel that way. I love that. And I feel the exact same way. But before we get too far into our basically love story, <laughs> let, <laughs> let's get into our actual love stories. So let's talk about long distance relationships. So you're get into it. yeah. So you're currently in one uh, with your boyfriend Austin, right? I am. So why don't you kind of tell all of us like a little bit of like your love story with Austin, like how you guys met, how long you guys have been together. And so funny enough, not to revert back, but I met Austin at Jack's when I was working there. Shut um, up. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. So I actually, it's actually kind of a funny story. I had known of him basically the entire duration of my employment there when I was even dating other people but it was kind of just always somebody who like you know walked by like we kind of just crossed paths but never really spoke to one another this and that like I would see him in the bars here and there and I was always like oh like you know that guy's good looking but uh, but nothing really ever came of it and then I remember two about about two years later really I had come out of another relationship and a uh, few months had gone by and I I'm pretty sure in a drunken stupor at a Christmas party I told a co-worker about how I thought he he was basically the cat's meow and uh, <laughs> she decided to share that information with him and then lo and behold I look down at my phone while I'm at work one day and I see that he's requested me on social media and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god like the nerves okay, were so shot, wait, whatever. did you guys have mutual friends like did he know somebody or ja at Jack's or he was just oh, like I mean, he'd been going there for years basically so everybody kind of knew him oh like, I love that yeah like he was kind of a, a regular there like him and his buddies for because they worked in the area they would often go and grab like a drink after work bar so everybody kind of knew who he and his buddies were but I never really I was always very shy around him so I never really spoke to him that's but, so yeah, then he's kind of slid in the dance and <laughs> yes 
<laughs> yeah, I know. It, it doesn't sound that great. But and then finally, he was like, I want to take you on a date. And we I remember he came and, and he picked me up at my house and we went skating. And then that ended up being we didn't want to go home. Like we kept doing more things on this one date. Like, I think we went skating, we went for sushi, and then we went to a movie. Like we just it was like a, the nine hour date. You know oh. what I mean? That's so nice. I love that he didn't take you to Jack's for your first date. <laughs> no, that would have probably been a red flag, honestly. I don't <laughs> that, think I that would have been so funny, though. Like, one for the books, like, first date takes me to the place that we met. <laughs> yeah, really. That's Which awesome. It's funny because I always want to go there with him now, so it's kind of funny. You know what? The only thing that I ever miss at that place are the chicken fingers because, like, honestly, the chicken fingers do not compare, like, anywhere else are not as good. They really are the best chicken fingers. I should have stolen It, it doesn't get better. <laughs> I know. It doesn't get better. So how long have you and Austin uh, now been together? You guys are officially together. So how long has that been? So we have been officially together for just, we're coming up on two years. Wow. Has it been two years? It's kind of crazy because much like with many other things through COVID, like because we started re- basically, we started February of 2020. So as you can imagine, it's like one month for the whole whole world went into lockdown so it everything feels like it kind of just like we just skipped through two years so quickly but yeah and just going on two years I mean if you if you factor in dating it would have we would have already been past two years right because we started seeing each other February of 2020 right so you guys had like a, a lockdown relationship at the beginning then so how how do you feel like the pandemic has like affected your relationship in a positive way and also maybe in a negative way in a positive way honestly I feel like so when we were in lockdown I was living in a townhouse in uh, Maple at the time so I was still in Bonn and basically to make a very long story short my parents we were all my whole family other than my brother was in that townhouse all together renting it just while my parents kind of got their land up north and built and all that but then they ended up deciding to buy a home in the subdivision that they had bought land and they decided to buy a home that was already built because they didn't they were worried that construction would have been delayed because of COVID so they ended up leaving sooner than I had left and I was staying in the townhouse by myself for a while so we had an opportunity where you know I had this kind of like free place all the time like my own kind of space so he was pretty much you know he would go to work and he would just kind of come over after and we, we got to spend a lot of time in a more intimate setting like where you wouldn't necessarily you wouldn't necessarily constantly just hang out at the home of someone that you're just starting to date but because of the nature of everything was closed that's pretty much only thing we had the opportunity to do so we would just kind of have a few drinks on the balcony you know spend a lot of time together a lot of time talking just hanging out in like very intimate settings like we didn't get to go on like a lot of public dates and all that so I feel like it gave us it gave us the opportunity to really kind of get to know one another quickly and he was basically essentially he was living with me like without kind of living with me he was basically living with me so it kind of gave us this trial run of how we would do in a situation where we were you know constantly together and you know what generally we found that we worked very well and we, we didn't get annoyed with each other's presence and we had a very good flow and a very good system together and we loved spending time together so that is what I would say is the positive. The negative is, you know, I'm I'm a 22 going on 23 year old woman. I want to go out on dates. I want to go do fun shit. I want to have a couple friends and, and do stuff like that. But because of the nature of everything being locked. 
alone, you know, getting, you know, constantly losing my employment and therefore my income being affected. Like, And when did I start dating long distance? When did you guys have to move away from each other? About a year ago now. That's crazy to, to think about it because it was last, it was April of 2021 and we're coming up on April of 2022. So it's been about a year of living far away. And you guys are what, two hours away from each other? Um, It's technically an hour and a half, but yeah, half the time with the shit that happens on the 400 and the 401 and, and the weather conditions. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's more or less two hours. So what do you guys usually do to kind of, you know, stay in contact? Like, do you guys call each other daily or text or FaceTime and, and kind of try to keep things light and, and be able to still be like together somewhat? Like, do you do anything like that? Yeah, um, we definitely, you know, we we're, we're, we call sometimes throughout the day. Like if he'll go on a break at work and he'll have something that he wants to share with me, we'll call, kind of reaffirm that like if something happens throughout my day, you're still the person that I want to call. Right. Um, you know, oftentimes we'll call kind of at, at night towards the end of our days and talk about each other's day and or maybe even just, you know, play some video games over the phone together just to kind of keep things fun. Um, but yeah, we, we're always kind of, yeah. we make sure that we're still there for each other, even though we can't necessarily physically be together. If you could share any like, you know, tips on long distance relationships, like things to do to make it work, is there anything that you would share? I think my biggest thing is, and this is just my opinion, like relationships are not meant to be easy and convenient and just work all of the time. You right. know what I mean? Like, if you genuinely care for your partner, then you're not just going to let a factor like, you know, he lives a few hours away, dictate the outcome of your relationship. And that's my biggest thing. I'm not really sure if you would consider that a tip, but it's just like put in the work. And I think you'll see that even just kind of putting in the slightest bit of effort towards it, it will really like tell you whether or not this is somebody that you genuinely care for and you're willing to make those like kind of sacrifices for, you know what I mean? Like I'm not one to give up on things easily. And, you know, at the end of the day, if I really care about him and he really cares about about me we're going to make it work and we're going to prevail even if you know life isn't always the most convenient or in our favor yeah I definitely couldn't agree more like I feel like if you really want it bad enough you will make it work I know myself Stephen and I did long distance for like a year consistently while he was in Chicago and then uh kind of like a little bit here and there he went back and forth to Chicago uh the next year but not uh entirely the only thing that really sucked and and I don't know if you kind of feel the same is that like for me there wasn't ever a guaranteed like end of when like the long distance was going to end just because he was out there for work. Uh, So that kind of made it a little bit difficult for me. But I can say that like keeping, you know, communication going, whether that's like talking daily, or even like a couple times a week, I think really helps, but also like trying to see each other whenever like you can, like I was lucky enough that I got to see Steven sometimes like once a month, do you and Austin try to, you know, like set up times or at least like try to see each other regularly, whether that's like once a week or or more or less? I'd say more or less once a week. We we definitely try any kind of day that we think will be free. We really try to spend time together. Even been situations that weren't the most ideal where he's like, hey, you know, I'm off we're off this weekend. Like you can come down, but I'm on call. So he could basically get a call at any minute while I after I've gone and, and kind of traveled the distance to see him. He could get a call being like, oh you know, I'm into work and whatever and it's happened it's happened to where I'm just kind of at his house you know hanging out and kicking it back with his family because that's just how it is you know what I mean that's life and you know he's been on call or I plan a day that I'm going to go see him but then because of the nature of my job which is casual 
and been called in for it. So we we try to do it as much as we can, but unfortunately, sometimes it works out. And then, of course, there are just exterior factors in in our lives, in our personal lives. Things come up. You know what I mean? Where we just can't. It just can't happen. But we definitely, I would say, we try for a weekly basis. Sometimes we get lucky, and something will work out where we get to see each other. You know, a little bit more. Like sometimes during the week, we'll get to see each other for whatever reason. Like I know that I'm not going to work, so I'll drive down just to see him for the evening and early the next morning. But definitely like every week we try for every week it just doesn't always work out that way and do you guys i don't know if i can ask this but do you guys have a plan do you know like if he would move towards you or if you're going to move towards him or have you guys not really thought that yet thought about it yet so i think that's kind of the hardest thing like how you were saying with steven you felt like you you couldn't see a foreseeable end to it like you didn't know when it would end that's the thing for me is that we've very much both expressed that we want to live together and we're ready to make that step but it's like my job isn't necessarily the most stable right now financially where i can make that jump uh, the market the housing market in ontario is fucking ridiculous <laughs> it is preach it girl <laughs> and you know what i base he works out in Mississauga, or west into like niagara and Catherine, like oakville whatever and i work you know as north as aurelia so so it's like figuring out what would be a fair middle kind of ground that we could like buy something or rent something that would work for both of us that we wouldn't have to do such a ridiculous commute for work. Right. Um, but yeah, I would say that's that's the hardest thing is the uncertainty. Like obviously we we want to move in together, but it's not so easy as just saying you want to move in with someone. It's a huge thing to have to think about. Right yeah. Now with the price of gas and like the housing market and just the uncertainty of everything that I feel like there is. It just it's not feasible. Yeah, it de- there's a lot more things that have to be worked out before you can get to that point. But be hopeful because I've seen the two of you guys together and I think that you guys are an awesome couple. So you will survive it. I'm we sure. Appreciate you know, that girl. Yeah, of course. I'm sure, you know, in the next couple of years, you guys could see that happening and hopefully fingers crossed that you come back this way so we can hang out more. <laughs> But I'm I have that. thought about it. I won't lie to you. <laughs> Be, come closer to me and Sierra. <laughs> I'm down. I'm ready. I love that. up here. Well, I will look at our time and see if we can close it out. I'm just wondering, though, is there anything that you feel like I didn't ask you or anything that you want to talk about before we end our episode? I feel like I just want to reiterate, like, on the whole topic of, like, love and long distance. Like, don't. If there was something I wanted to share, it's like really like just don't give up on things so easily. You know what I mean? Like put in the work with your friends. And it doesn't, it doesn't just go for my relationship with my boyfriend. It goes for my friends too. Cause I have long distance friendships now too. It's hard. You know what I mean? Like we're not together right now. We're via zoom. <laughs> I know. But if you care, you'll make the effort. Of and course. You'll meet each other halfway and you'll, you know what I mean? And if your friends care about you, they'll be understanding. So make the effort. It's worth it. And yeah. Definitely. I couldn't agree more to that. Uh, you know, when it comes to adults that I feel like our lives get so busy that a lot of our relationships, whether it's actually long distance because we're far away or we're just so busy, we don't always have as much contact. So, you know, just keeping in contact whenever you can, but also being understanding that we all have our own lives, I feel is super super important. Of course, I could not agree more. Okay, well, thank you so much, Denise, for coming on and for sharing everything. And I hope everyone enjoys this episode. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Well, that concludes today's episode. Bye, Vibers. 